This episode is brought to you by Rad Power Bikes. What does getting outside mean to you? Is it a bike ride? What if that bike had a motor and allowed you to throttle to your destination? Discover award-winning e-bikes at radpowerbikes.com. This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us slash trust to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Matter of fact, episode 317 of Weekly Games Chat. However you've arrived, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please tell your friends and family about us. You know, sometimes people get a friends and family discount. Uh, We don't have discounts. I'm sorry, but you can spread the love. That's what's up. Uh, My name is Sean, and uh, my homies are here again this week as they usually are and i'm the one that's I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to introduce this show this week uh i do want to give a shout out first to the homie himself what is that a, that's a zelda shirt john what's up my friend it's so good to see you when i see you sean let me tell you something if you ever <laughs> go near my show notes again yeah yeah trouble I mean, do i do i roll up into your house and kick your well, dog Oh, I thought you were going to say another thing, and I was going to say, she said you have before, so. <laughs> love, love, love my boy John, and of course, I love the homie himself, the uh, the curator of this week's virtual background over on twitch.tv backslash weekly games chat. Uh, IT guy, production guy, sound guy, tinkerer himself, Chris, what up, homie? I tried to warn you not to do it, and I told what you I- if I touched the show notes... I would get hell brought upon me, so I stayed as far away from them as I could. That's that's not exactly what happened. So, uh, yeah, the show notes come over, and, and like they always do, they're prompt. If they're not, if they're not prompt, there's usually an issue. And it's very rare there's an issue that the news team has because they are legitimate at what they do. And I'm saying that in a the most serious manner as possible. But so so I had a gripe, and it's not a gripe per se. And it can't always be this way, but I, I always I have this thing I do. I count the notes and I like hopefully to break them up evenly if possible. There's three of us. So in in an optimal world, we'd have nine pieces, nine. Of news, 12 pieces of news. <laughs> um, I did it. There were eight this week. And, and I was like, I thought there was something big we could add, Chris. And it was slipping my mind. And Chris brought up the thing I ended up adding. Uh, and you'll hear about it later on that we, I thought was kind of, kind of quirky. 
uh, and pretty cool. So, and then John, he sent out a hit squad for me. He has <laughs> maliciously uh, attacked my my cybersecurity background. He has all out war on me now, and it has bled over to the recording of episode three hundred and seventeen. John, thoughts, prayers? No, I, I pulled up the document. I was like, "What is he talking about renaming?" And I looked at it and I went, "Oh, that's going to help. That looks good." I'm not going to get confused now because uh, uh, it's the first time I ever done. I've did that, and and normally if you if you come over to Twitch and watch us record right before news, you kind of see us divvying up what we're going to do, how we're going to pace ourselves in news and stuff. Uh, and this week, I just did that. I don't. Yeah, know if you it's are welcome. Be- you are welcome to do that going forward. <laughs> um, but, but, He's uh, giving but you permission, so, but do so without ever touching my show notes ever. Again. Yeah, d- ed, ever again. Don't ever. Uh, There's a dichotomy know. here. Yeah, dichotomy <laughs> and two don't things. Do it. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, but yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris was a part of it, and he for some reason is acting like he's not, and I'm not okay with this. Had nothing <laughs> to do with it. I don't know what he's talking about, John. I was just here typing away, being an innocent little boy. That's so funny. Wait, uh, did you, what did we? What is what's going on here? No, you no, you're reading more into it than it is, John. No, no, no. <laughs> it was it, it, when I say Chris was a, a the air quotes are here a part of it. It was more so. Hey, we should add a ninth. And Chris was like, "Yeah, there are a couple of these things." And then did you did you remember seeing this? And I was like, "Oh yeah, I did." And it became the thing we added or whatever. Hmm. So that's his part of quote unquote being a part of it. Uh, but yeah, I I did it kind of quick. And then I sent it back, and then I loved. There's a there's a joke, an inside joke about the news, and don't touch them. And John John's the head of the news department, as you guys and girls know. Um, so he takes his job very, very, very seriously. He does um, not really. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah, when you're like, it doesn't come out on time. I'm like, oh, John didn't go take a poop today, so he didn't have time to go, you know, forward this to us. That's when he does it. That's why I imagine so he does it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, there was a meme in our Discord about uh, the greatest something and then the greatest poop. Let's see if I can find it real quick. But uh, oh yeah, gaming chair console PC. This was put uh, by user Punkhead. He's a friend of the show. Everybody knows Punkhead, and it's kind of like a Titan series looking chair, like a classic gamer chair. And then the gaming chair mobile version was, of course, the throne itself, a toilet. And that is that is hilarious. I appreciate that. Um, that kind of humor and, and stuff. Uh, something happened right before the show, and it made me think about bringing this up. And I'll go ahead and do it now if you guys are cool with it. So, Chris, I know you're single currently, but you've been in relationships before. And maybe Many. you can say say something about friends that do this. And, John, you're married just like me. But have you have you ever had – this is what happened to me. At some point in being in the relationship with me, my wife, your wife, started hating pizza. Uh, early on, we could I could throw up, hey, you want to get a pizza tonight? And a pizza's a go-to for a couple, right? Nobody has to work. And it was like, sure, let's do this. And we had a little, she, she would like to get her side ham and pineapple. Mm. I would get my side my way. Uh, we would have debates with other people when they found out about the ham and pineapple. Why pineapple should be on a pizza? No, Chin. Uh, see, see, it's, already, it's happening. He's <laughs> he's so angry right now. But at some point, it was if I bring up pizza, ugh, no, ugh, it's all you eat. Ugh. 
is the worst. So is there anything in either one of you, and John, you can lead it off maybe while Chris thinks or vice versa. I can tell you uh, it's no for me. So there's no not even somebody that you well, you could bring up me when it comes to lunch. The, and and the the only yeah, see? Yeah, there's that. The only other time I can think of is when I came back from college, Chick-fil-A kind of got banned for about two years in my life because it was the only other thing besides the cafeteria that was included in the meal plan every semester. So it was like I've I've had enough. <laughs> but you do miss the chick-fil-a cheesecake yes i do i do miss yeah you that. do miss that john do you have a person maybe your beautiful wife or anybody else that the thing y'all used to get together you can't get anymore because you've either burned her out or she's burned you out on it i just think that's such a, a weird kind of cool thing i don't know how else to explain it well um <clears throat> the most prevalent thing is 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 beef so anything that anything we would go to or go get that that the main ingredient was beef, yeah, you know we we that's not something we do anymore because she's not she doesn't she doesn't consume red meat for the most part. That, that's a there are exceptions. That was a, that was a hard take, right? Like I think you went into it willingly, but also like you don't realize how many things that you loved the version of it with red beef yeah, that is no longer list, just cut the list in half. <laughs> You imagine, but I, Chris brought up Chick-fil-A. He brought up Chick-fil-A and last week on the show, you were brought Chick-fil-A. And I got to tell you, since I saw you just deliciously bite into that chicken sandwich. Did I say that was the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life? You did. So you inceptioned me and I've gotten Chick-fil-A twice since then. And both times. Well, I I would never intentionally inception anybody because that's a horrible movie. What? Hey, how do you ban this guy, chat? Right. Ban this guy? Just go ahead and mute <laughs> him for the rest of the podcast. But uh, so the, you're right. Something about the, the fillets they're using again, because I believe Chick-fil-A got away from the chicken cut that they were known for. They switched chicken on us without telling us. The quality of the chicken, it became terrible. I don't care what you say, but they're back on top. And And it's funny. I finished the chicken sandwich yesterday, and I said to myself, and here we go with, you know, Zaxby's, Popeye's, you name the chicken place that are claiming they got the next best chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. And and the original is still just, it's so good. It is. It's so good. It's, <laughs> yeah, are there better, like, are there better, like, uh, chicken sandwiches? Yeah. But consistently, like, you can go to Papa John, uh, not Papa John's, Papa oh. Popeye's one day and just get the get the most magical chicken sandwich. But the next day, a truck ran over it. <laughs> it was they, it's because they found it in the back. They didn't know it was there, and they just give it to you. But right. a Chick Fil A sandwich is the most consistent. You're always going to get something that's close worth your time. Yeah, for sure. The only thing that Chick Fil A may let you down on is if you go with the waffle fries. Sometimes you get the ones that have been cooked, but maybe they they got a little steamed out from being mm-hmm. put wherever. So they're a little, you know, for lack of a better word, they're limp, <laughs> like some yeah. old bootleg limp fries. Um, so, yeah. Also today on about food, if you guys run across this, I go to Taco Bell and, and Tinley wanted Doritos, ta- Locos tacos, you know, Taco Bell has those. Yeah. They're out of the Dorito shells. She said, yeah, that happens. <laughs> Basically, I've and I've gone to a KFC before and they were out of chicken. 
it blows my mind when this happens. Like who forgot to hit the order button to make sure you got the things you need to have? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, but what have you boys been up to this week? I know, uh, Chris, you had a pretty good weekend. A uh, friend of the show, Josh, brought up some some pretty cool pictures you took with with our friend Jeff and his family, mm-hmm. wife particularly. Uh, Said you know. she wanted to take a picture, so we took a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good picture. I believe I liked that picture on the old Insta. John, what did you get into since last recording, last show? Um, Went to visit my uh, parents very briefly over the weekend and... Other than that, not much going on. How are they doing? They're doing pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. They're not they're doing bad. Not great. But not I had, bad. Not, not great, but not bad. Uh Chris also today, shout out to Chris's Mark Wahlberg impression. It's top notch. Um totally had that put on me today. Don't know why. And I'm not putting you on the spot now, but I think it was because we brought up Mark Wahlberg and then it turned into Wahlbergers. Mm-hmm. And then what a burger. I think that's how the conversation went. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in that transition, Chris brought in his Mark Wahlberg. And his, it makes me chuckle every time. It really, really does. Thank uh, you. Because we, huh? Are you going to do it? No, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, is this happening? Because locally, we have a what a burger now, which is a big, big deal. And, uh, yeah, but locally? Yeah. It's local ish. Yeah. Oh ish it's gonna be about a 20 minute ride plus like an hour and a half wait to go through the drive-thru probably mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean it's a road trip but still where was i at and they had a white castle orlando mm, that makes sense that it does but that's that's south that's florida south yeah and, but it's but it's white. orlando yeah i i mean yeah i was and and then she didn't let me go this was the week i, I became friend of the show orlando trip and i was like oh <gasps> White Castle. And she's like, what is that? And I was like, first off, don't ever say that out loud again. Second <laughs> off, can we go? And there was a, I think, an expletive on the first part. And then a, uh, no, we're not going on the second part. So I didn't get to have White Castle in Orlando. You'll Boom. be okay. <laughs> it's, prob- it's probably fine. Yeah, you're probably fine. So, uh, so I had to find something. What have you guys found to fill your void uh, for, for show watching? Like... Uh, you know, Loki's done. That so ended I, this week. Yeah, it did. It John, did. have you watched it? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy your time? It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not bad. <laughs> not great. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's hard to talk about without spoiling things, and especially that well, finale, right? <laughs> yeah. The the finale, It's it's. I think you're going to like it either way. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the Marvel universe, not just the cinematic universe, but the, the comics and everything, I think something will be set up to where you'll get excited about potentially. Mm-hmm. If you go into it and you don't know what that is, you still have a great time with the series. You yeah. really do. And, and knowing that there's a season two, knowing that it's setting up the next phase of the Marvel cinematic universe with a particular movie. Uh, those are things to get excited about. I think. Yeah. I mean, what we did find out today, and I think Chris, Chris, yeah, I think again. I'm giving you so much props. I don't like this, but I think you confirmed that the the director or one of the directors is not coming back for the second season. Kate Heron pretty much directed all the episodes, and she said that she was like, "No, I just wanted to do one season. And I'm done." You know, she's like, "Oh, what I'll a watch. bummer! <laughs> what a bummer! What? Who is it again? 
Kate Heron. <laughs> that was uh, mean. Yeah. See how mean he is? Cares? Well, be- well, because she her hand, she had like a vision in it, you know? Yeah. Um, she directed, so I guess John's going to give this series a four. Uh, we, <laughs> we do a spoiler cast on it. But yeah, I, I think that's, I think you miss those kind of things, you know? Probably the show probably does fine in season you two. You see, Sean, but... usually you're the one saying name drop because Chris yeah. is naming these obscure yeah. names that nobody, yeah. honestly, nobody cares. <laughs> it it, it kind of made the waves. I thought at first the reason it was so like <gasps> to me is I thought it was that was the name of female Loki, but it's not. Yeah. And friend of the show, Josh, also thought that was female Loki. So that's why it was like, hmm. And you're right. You're right. I'm called out. That is absolutely right. Uh, but I already, I guess I went into that knowing he was going to name drop. So it's a little different than when they're just like name a, drop. drop. I'm sorry that I, like uh, a, I, re- I take the time to read names and then I kind of try to remember them. No, you I'm have a sorry, good guys. memory on names. <laughs> you really do. Actually, John has his list of names. Like actually, he does. Actually, it's sad because I think like people I meet in person, especially like when I'm at the bar, it takes like 20 times before I'll finally go. That's who you are versus <laughs> like, you know, something when I'm, uh, when i'm doing you know the show oh we got a band uh chat band that guy we have a twitch bot ladies and gentlemen that uh we need to immediately ban because it happened again and our moderator if you want to be a moderator all you gotta do is come over to twitch.tv backslash weekly games chat and actually show up apparently because our current moderators don't show up anymore (laughs) uh what's that called john that i just did to those guys and girls pacha pacha yeah Pot shot, pot shot. But what? I, what? Um, I. All right. So Loki's over. What are we watching? Uh, so I've stumbled back across my Amazon Prime account and started re started. I picked up where I left off on a show that FX had that became a little, you know, a little famous, and it was called The Americans. And I once again have been sucked into that show, and I love show. that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know why I stopped watching it, but I did somewhere around season two ish early episodes, but I was able to get on into season three. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy to see what's, what's going to play out obviously and what has played out. So have you guys uh, picked up on anything that you, you left off before or anything like that? You good. <sighs> Um, I actually did that originally with the Americans where I'd watched like the first three seasons and then I saw they got add to prime and that was kind of made me go back and finally finish off everything. I was very glad <laughs> yeah. <I did>. Um, <laughs> watching lately, the only thing I've really been watching, you know, I watched Loki and then, um, I watched a documentary that was interesting called the long shot, which was apparently about this dude who almost got convicted for murdering someone and got proven they did oh yeah do yeah it. yeah the baseball guy yeah like I by, saw, yeah i saw that probably, probably about a year ago but yeah i was like wow halfway through i'm like okay there's larry david name drop i'm sorry yeah. if i name drop the creator of seinfeld or co-creator um but yeah oh, that was a, he wants to fight you john he yeah. gave you the look through the camera <laughs> he wants to go at but, it toe uh, to toe bro it's it was a it was good i also really liked it because it was only like 40 minutes so yeah, it wasn't too long yeah <laughs> Didn't overstay its welcome. Got through, and I was like, oh, "That was an interesting story." Yeah, yeah, first for sure. I um, I got to tell you this too. In our kind of doing a pivot away from shows because John apparently doesn't watch any shows. 
So you haven't even asked me. I've asked the crew three times. John, I love you to death, and now I can't stop smiling. Your stupid face. You can be mean to me, but I still love it. What have you uh what you been watching, buddy? Eh, nothing. <laughs> that wasn't that expected. Was <laughs> I do know uh you you seem to still be okay. You did venture off into the movie theater. We brought that up last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's I, good uh, to see that you're not, you know, an alien yet. I ventured back into Netflix. I haven't been in there in a while. Yeah. Hmm. Been a while. Watch watch been the watch the don't interrupt me. Watch the uh Resident Evil Infinite Darkness anime as they're calling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it looked terrible. Yeah, it was not good. Just mm. plus, it wasn't even a movie. It was like it should have been a movie. It was four thirty-minute episodes. Like, just make it a movie. Why are you making this? No. conflicts with the uh, with the computers. Could be. <laughs> Maybe they did yeah, what they thing... did with the uh, Castlevania. Because remember, wasn't that originally going to be a movie, and then they just decided to break it up into a TV show, which was like... I know, but there weren't, but there weren't <laughs> only four episodes. There was, you know. Yeah. It made sense that way. But then um, Amazon Prime had those original, the first two original Resident Evil films, and then Netflix had the following two Resident Evil films. So I've just kind of been bouncing around watching bad movies. Mm. Um, but we've brought that up before, too. Aren't watching bad movies just so fun? Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoy them for what they are. I just, I'm just saying that society as a whole a.k.a. Chris, would deem something like this to be a bad film. And that's fine. But they're fun to watch. I watched, yeah. uh, I watched uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Um, watched uh, what's that Chris Pratt one that came out on Amazon? Oh, uh, yeah. Tomorrow War. Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. yeah. yeah Chris and I watched that, what, last week or whatever? I, mm-hmm. I ended up finishing it. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, but I must, I, those kind of movies, they tickle my fancy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a, yeah, apparently that's my jam. All the things Chris said about it, 100% true. It, if you remember, he said, Siri is funny, Siri is funny, figuring itself out. Yeah. Apparently that's who I am. Because <laughs> I'm like, 10, greatest movie ever. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing about that movie, and I don't, I don't want to spoil it necessarily, but at the end of it, with a, I'll say the last leg of it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, they say, it's not, it's not the way it happened. Well, no, it is the way it happened. Yeah. But it's not the ending per se. It's that the, it's that the, the world didn't believe them. Right. It's like, what do you got to lose, dude? Right. You're either going to die or you're going to live. Right. So that bothered me. Why don't you send three or four people out there to just check it out? No. Nah, right. We're good. No, no, no. We're good. Can't do right. that. Right. That's the Not even three or four. Really send strange. a team. Just send a team, a squadron. Yeah. You know, out of the, all the world, a squadron. You could probably be like, "You're good, boys." Yep. Uh, yeah. No. So then the ragtag band of whatever, you know, it's kind of like a pug group in, in World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy trying to go do a raid, and you're playing with a bunch of strangers. You have no idea what's happening. Nobody's communicating. But yeah, I. Uh, you're right. That last leg, I was kind of like. My brain already hurt because everything in that last leg is kind of just bad. <laughs> and my brain already ways. hurts when I watch that. I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Not everything. Yeah. yeah. The, the it, just, was, it was, I mean, the humor, getting yeah. there, the justification for getting there was a little strange, but, um, yeah, I mean the, the best part of the movie was the kid 
you know, you're like, why is he all, why is he randomly talking about volcanoes at the beginning of the movie? And then they bring it back. That was such a funny, amazing scene to me. He's like, who do you know? (laughs) Who do you know that knows all these things about volcanoes? And then it pans to this kid's face. (laughs) I just thought that was the best part. That's the best part of the movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it made me see. I'm smiling now, thinking about it. It did that to me too. It made me smile. Yeah. It's so I mean, funny. It, it if you have Amazon Prime, it's one of those movies. Just watch it. It's not a bad watch. It's not the greatest watch, right? And you might end up going, "Man, I'm kind of glad I did that." They're, I think they're planning a sequel, which I'm. <laughs> fine I'm with. all. I'm all in. Tomorrow's uh, we do World have War to, Two. <laughs> tomorrow we do have War, to, the day after. Yeah. yeah, the day after Tomorrow War. <laughs> Which I kind of need to know what happened. Like next week's okay? war, the war next month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taco Tuesday war. No boo boo. Uh, <laughs> but today we do have to report as of the recording that Jeff Bezos. We brought up Amazon a lot. He flew up to the edge of space in a uh, in a rocket ship that looked like a Richard. Yeah, and. Uh, Apparently, John Stewart's already put a little film out on about it. That's no, pretty hilarious. No, yeah, no. <laughs> he went with his brother Mark. He went with uh, 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 it was a female astronaut. What was her name? Wally. 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 I forget her last name right now. And and then a eighteen uh, year old French, um, French teenager. I think that French teenager who's, one. Who's no? His father put up twenty eight million dollars. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And they all came back. Everything's good. So that's that's good, and 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 you remember a couple, maybe a week or so ago, Richard Branson and the Virgin team did what they did. What's up, uh, Ozzy? In chat, I see you saying what's up. Don't want to miss you, so you know we're legitimately live. That's over on Twitch TV. Join us. If, Why haven't you? If you guys had the resources, would you even bother doing something like that? Yes. Not on my own, no. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, I am so bewildered by the. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. D white dynamite chimes in and this is perfect. Cause we can riff that's on this funny. for just a minute. We did say that <laughs> we, we were hanging out today and we were like, can you imagine if Jeff had not taken his brother? Uh, I think Josh brought this up. How Thanksgiving would be <laughs> Mark walks in and there's just animosity. Cause Jeff went to space. Mark didn't even get the invite. You know, you know, how a, he just, is. he just goes like he walks in and he just goes, <laughs> So what have you all been up to? I could tell you I've been to space. That's what I've been doing as Jeffrey Mark just Bezos. cuts his eyes at him. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was also the jokes about like how mom would be, you know, Jeff's like, Hey mom, we're, I, I, we did it. We're going to go to space. Where are you going to invite Mark? Mark. You're going to make sure Mark goes. <laughs> I don't want to take Mark. Mark's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Mark, mom, I, I got, no, you got to make sure Mark goes. <laughs> Yeah, how about Mark? How about Mark is a failure because he's only worth half a billion dollars. Yeah, right, exactly. He's like he's the screw up. You know, yeah. If that's I don't know anything about Mark Bezos. If that's true, that's hilarious. Yeah. If if he's if he's only number two because he only has X million or billion versus Jeff's, you know, superior million or billion, it's like that is classic hilarity. I'm sure it's he's cool, man. Fine, dudes. Uh, John, it, you're going to have a chance, maybe not in, in your near-ish lifetime of years. What? Uh, but but transport to space is coming as just like for fun. 
Yeah, for really rich people. <laughs> yeah, for, right. I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be sooner than we think. Uh, but like, like, uh, Aiden or Tinley might have the chance at a pretty expensive rate to go, and then you know if a asteroid doesn't wipe us out like Armageddon, and and then their kids is, I, I think it's gonna happen, and I'm gonna be kind of mad that I'm gonna get older and older and I ain't gonna be able to do it. I downloaded a game on Oculus called mission iss i think is that that's what it's called free game and the point of it is to take you to the space station it's the the only, th- this is a fun fact this is the only vr game that ever has made me feel sick because the weightlessness mm-hmm. of the space station it, they capture it and i had to take it off i couldn't play it your so mind that made me comprehend sad. it <laughs> i was like i'm floating and there's things i gotta grab there the load screen you're it you you look down and there's earth it's beautiful and then the space station comes flying over your head and then it loads you into it so you know when people play vr those things kind of take you by like whoo that one really got me and i'm a I'm, i consider myself a seasoned veteran at vr stuff so yeah but yeah this is uh if i get the math right chris we've been going at it for about 30 minutes which about means everything. it's about that time that we it's should talk about, about the time. NBA Finals, which could be over by the time people hear this tonight or tomorrow, I guess. Thought it was over. Let's put our prediction up, John. You got it. It looks like it's, it's over. Game, it's Game Six as we record tonight. Game Six. So tomorrow, if they listen to this show, we're either going to sound really smart or really dumb. I'm saying the Phoenix Suns are going to force Game Seven and make the Bucks get back on that plane to go to Milwaukee for a game seven. John, Chris, what do you boys think? Well, first off, they would go back to uh, Phoenix. Cause... Okay, where they're going back <laughs> on the plane. So you're going Suns tonight, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's really hard to pick against the Bucks from what I keep seeing in this series at this point, but I will not be surprised if Phoenix wins. But yeah, I'll go Bucks finish it off tonight. Bucks finishing off game six. So tomorrow, Chris can order his Milwaukee Bucks championship shirt. Yeah. Like, what? I was always there <laughs> since 71, been waiting. Giannis. <laughs> um, we're going to have to go eat at Simple Greek tomorrow in honor of Giannis's home, homeland. I'm like, Chris, I don't, I don't want to. I just want to stay here. He's like, no, but they won. <laughs> Simple Greek is delicious too. If you've got one in your local area, try it. It's so good. It is. Uh, John, just pick a team. I don't think you know anything about basketball since Jordan left, and that's fine. The Bulls. The <laughs> Bulls. And that wraps it up, Chris. Let's go ahead and get on to this topic. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You have made it to the portion of the show known as Topic Time. If you fast-forwarded right to here, hey, you got here fast. You had a fast pass. If you hung with us the entire intro and you made it here, thank you so much. I know that was a pretty uh, girthy intro, but, you know, who doesn't like a little bit of girth, right? Anyway, <laughs> John John Tan goes up. He's like, oh. Uh, anyway, as we always do, I'm going to pass it over to Chris who's going to do his thing, introduce the the topic for this week officially, and then we'll get this thing going. Chris? Ahem. Ahem. 
<laughs> the topic is <clears throat> Sniper Lead Me oh, That's nice. That was like a that was a release, if you will. I try. You're muted. You're muted some kind of way. Something happened. You had a no. thought. He's panicking. Panicking Skywalker. <laughs> uh, while John gets his act together, um, yeah, the, the topic this week is Sniper Elite VR. And I want to, before I say another word about it, I want to thank the boys. Um, it's kind of a low-key <laughs> honor uh, that if a VR title comes out that could make the run at the show, you guys let me play it and have a have a, a chance to talk about it. So hey, I kind of kind of like being the VR guy, and I appreciate you guys very much. Yeah, yeah, John. Sean, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Are you doing the thing I do to you? We're now. No, I'm nervous. You, you have sweating. you um, have my <laughs> undivided attention. Um. Well, good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he brings up Skyward Sword on a Switch. Wait, what kind of Switch do you have? Why is everything red? You got the Mario one. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to focus here, trying to listen. Hey, to whoa, 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 whoa! I, sh- turn that thing around. Let me see how it looks together. You've seen this thing. It's. Um... I don't know that I've seen yours. <laughs> Jokey joke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, John, you look like a Walmart Stephen Merchant. Uh God, I should have gone with that. That's even better. I, than I don't Jim know who Carrey. Stephen Merchant is. I don't think, but I may if I look it up. So before I begin this topic, I have to look up who Stephen Merchant is, but a Walmart version. Holy God! I don't know what that even means. Well, I think the way we say it, John, is we ordered something off Amazon, but got the Wish version. <laughs> You're the Wish version of Stephen Merchant. I'm the Wish version of that. Right. Great value brand, he says. <laughs> You're the Walmart great value brand. That's funny. That's so mm. funny. D hey, D White Dynamite is constantly hilarious in chat. No, it's, I don't uh, think so. I don't know. Uh, at this moment, John does not like his brand of comedy, but hey, it's probably fine. Um Sniper Elite VR. Um if if you're a fan of the series, you probably knew that this game was coming out before I did, to be quite honest with you. Uh, in retrospect, it was it was last week. Mm-hmm. I think right after the show, we usually have a huddle. Um, and if we kind of need to know where we're going the next week, we say what's out there, what's available. And I believe at the beginning of recording, right before-ish, I found out maybe a day or two before that the game had officially come out on July 8th of this year. If you look at your calendars, it is July 21st. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I picked up the game shortly after the recording and I dove right into the VR world of Sniper Elite and I was killing zombies. Wait, not zombies. Nazis. That's right. Nazis in virtual reality. Nazis. Uh, And if you're a fan of VR, I challenge you to find a better reason to play a shooter uh, than to go into... uh, you know, back in time, 1943, I think is where I'm setting this game, uh, in the midst of World War II, and you get to kill Nazis. I mean, like, come on. <clears throat> From long ranges, uh, all the good things about the Sniper Elite series are here, obviously. Uh, it came out on all of the platforms that would be PSVR, Oculus 
uh, probably Quest 1 and 2, if I had to guess. And then they, if you see it online, they're going to list it as PC VR, which I didn't know there was <clears throat> anything other than Steam mm. VR. So, Chris, enlighten me on that if there is another thing while I clear my throat. PC well, Sean, VR. there's only... What did he say? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, I didn't, same. Uh, the tag, the, the motto for this game, um, maybe even the series, if you think about it, one bullet can change the course of a war, right? And and when you line up at certain parts of your missions and, and you know it's the end of that mission and you got to do your job and you got to fight the direction, the movement, the wind, and you nail a headshot, um, there's something, it's kind of gruesome, but there is something special about that. I like a good headshot. To, yeah, nothing like a good headshot. Uh so the the game is a single player campaign. Uh and and you start out it's a very beautiful setting when you start out. Uh, and you look down and you see your hands as this narrator is talking. Um and you look down as you do when you start a new world in VR. All of you veterans know this. Um and your hands are wrinkled. So you realize right now that you're you're an older version of what you could possibly I guess be or what you're going to be told about. And that's what happens. You, you quickly realize that this person is a narrator of events that happened in 1943. And the place that you go to is a little different than we've been before. It's you're going to be in Southern Italy. Uh, And, and basically the fascist forces, the Nazis come into your homeland and, and you have to decide Every every level, what you're gonna do, how you're gonna approach doing the objective, and and the objectives can be anything from protect your uncle as they're holding down this spot to um, there's a crashed plane and you have to uh, get there before the Nazis do, hold it down because you need you need to get the information off that plane. Um, or it could be, yeah, a heart pounding. There's a general coming that you found out and he needs to go. So you have to, uh, my favorite mission is probably one, uh, in the middle of the game ish. And it's, you have to, you have to gain access to a, a church, but to get to the church, you have to move through a graveyard. And to get to the graveyard, you have to go through a city that's occupied by German patrolmen. And so you make your way up. You can use stealth or not. And Chris, he watched me play some today. It was funny. He goes, you are not cut out for these stealth games because I kept dying at this one part uh, that I was playing. But uh, you got to head off to work. Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by. If you stop by in Twitch, we appreciate you very much. But uh, so uh, you got to make your way through the town. And then once you make your way through the town, you have to find a key to open the gate to the cemetery. Then when you find the, the get into the cemetery, you see there's more. You see the door of the church you got to make it to. But because of the way things are set up, you got to really make your way around. Once you're inside the church, you get to use a ladder climbing technique to get to this perch. And you now have a perfect sniping vantage point and you can zoom in and see a general come in. I'm not going to say where he's at or what he comes in on. And you have to follow him down. 
and you feel your controller start doing a heart pounding kind of like dooch, dooch, dooch. And eventually you have to decide, are you going to shoot before he stops? Are you going to shoot when he stops? Are you going to make it easier on yourself? What's going to happen? And if you miss, (laughs) have fun with the chaos that that's going to happen after that, because there's going to be chaos if you hit and it's going to be different. I saw Um, a lot of times where Sean apparently missed. Oh, there was. Yeah, and that's going to I'm going to definitely if you think that Sean's about to come in and give this game a 10. Tune in, ladies and gentlemen. As bad as he wants to, there's just there's some things he can't overlook. But uh yeah, they're gonna be either mad as hornets because you killed a general, and that's the Nazis, and nobody wants a a, a, a swarm of angry wasp hornet mad Nazis coming at you. Um, or they're gonna be like, What just happened? We need to just shoot the window of the shot that missed the attempted life on our general. So it's fun, but um, so, so yeah, many parts of the game, uh, they remind you of playing, if you played Sniper Elite, any of the games so far, and you guys know, I think Sniper Elite, was it three or four I played last? Loved it. One like, of those two, I, yeah. Absolutely loved it. And that was the first time I had played uh, Sniper Elite in a minute. But uh, you find yourself in VR. And you think maybe at first, and it was really funny to hear our friend of the show, Josh, say that he didn't think this kind of game would fit well in the VR world. Uh, But apparently he doesn't understand how VR works. And and shooters in general are, they're kind of like what VR is is made for. (laughs) Like holding a gun in VR with an an Oculus-style controller or even the PSVR, like, uh, what's it called? It's not a gun. The thing they... Yeah, they made look uh, the aim controller. Uh, they they're they're made to feel like you're holding a gun. So yeah, that's that's great. There's a variety of weapons you get to choose from. You actually, in between each mission, you get to choose the loadout you want. And to do that, you uh, you virtually go to a spot. It's kind of like this training ground you're introduced to, and you pick the gun off a wall and you put it in slot A. You pick a gun, you put it here. And you're able to save your loadouts and go into each mission based on how you want to. So that's very, very cool. Um, they're supposedly, it's the game supposedly a very short game for some people. I don't know if they put it on easy mode, but when you load up, you can choose different modes of of level of difficulty. Casual, you know, really story focused, kind of a marksman middle or like, I'm a sniper from the army and I don't even need a HUD. Let's just go kill some Nazis type things. I think when you go into that mode, I think your HUD is limited. And I think your bullet, when you shoot it, you don't see the line, the trajectory that it takes in case you miss on the previous, on the other two modes, you get to see what your bullets are doing so you can fix it. Uh, the, the levels make you feel like you have, uh, free range to do what you want at the beginning of the levels. But as you progress through them, uh, doors close. So you're kind of, it's kind of that like uncharted Remember the Jeep. We always go back to this example. You think you're moving everywhere you want to, but mm-hmm. ultimately it's taking you to where you're only going to be able to go anyway. Uh, it, one of the greatest things about this game is how I mentioned a minute ago, how heart pounding you can feel when when all um all sh- breaks out right 
uh, you end up shooting a guy and you don't use a mechanic that they that's great in this game. So like in wartime, planes are going by stuff like that. Or there's a, a gas generator that they're going to use to do the spotlights at night. You can crank that bad boy up or wait for the plane to come by and you have cover of sound. Well, if you mistime your shot, they they hear the shot. If you kill the guy and they hear it, their alert is up. And Man. I got to tell you, I, I don't know if it's a combination of VR and the cumbersome, like moving around with, with your <clears throat> components, but it seems like these are the hardest enemies <laughs> that I've, I've encountered in a <laughs> long time. It seems like, like it's trying to take a lot from Metal Gear Solid five, like how that AI the, is. If you, if you've seen anything on gameplay, the icons come up with a question mark mm. and there's a meter that fills up. And if it gets to yellow, it starts at white. If it gets to yellow, you're in trouble. And then it can tell you your, your cover's blown. Mm. Ooh, it can, it can be a, it can be a mess. Um, the, and they're very smart. They, 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 and they come at you, bro. So you've got to be able to be ready to, all right. If I was shooting guys with a sniper rifle, I need to pull out my secondary semi-automatic rifle or my handgun because they're coming at me and you got to crouch. You got to get behind things, make sure you have ammo uh, because these weapons, they're, they're, they're authentic 1943 world war two weapons. Right. So you got to, so one one cool thing and one not cool thing is you got to reload your weapons when you play on Oculus. You have to um, by default. I think you can go in and change it to where it doesn't. For me, that took away. I think I tried it on Oculus and it took away the the gameplay experience because there's something cool. And I look hilarious. Chris has captured this on several times. You're holding your rifle. And um, are you holding your rifle like that, or are you yeah, just you, you have yeah. to hold it? You have That's to bring the controllers up like this. You have to. If not, the thing's going. It looks like a uh, friend of the show, Mike's dad, playing SOCOM back in the day. He didn't know how to do the <laughs> things just shooting up in the sky. So you have to hold it, and then and then when you run out, you have to reach forward, and your um your rifle, you have to unload it and, and yeah, do it clear again. chamber, bolt action rifle. Yeah. yeah. If you're on certain guns, if you're uh, if you run out of ammo, you have to reach up, pull the ammo out, put it back in, engage the gun before you can start shooting. And if on any of the automatic guns, if you don't hold support, they shoot wild. If you try to one hand it, go like dual akimbo, you'll you'll it'll be a hot mess. You'll run out of ammo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, you can at, at any point you want. If you want to have two handheld guns, you can have them and kind of pow pow pow. But then at the point you have to to reload. If you're playing in the true VR mode, you're going to run until you got to drop one of the guns and, it, and and picking up ammo and stuff like that is all around the w- the world. You kind of have to put your hand in the direction and you can kind of pull it at you in game. It almost looks like you forced like star Wars forced it to yourself. If you will, like you kind of force grabbed it. <clears throat> it's very, very cool. And, and the, the lineup of weapons that you unlock through playing is, is really great. I mean, there's big heavy machine guns, there's semi semi-automatic <clears throat> like little machine guns. There's a silenced pistol that is, if that's really how it was, which I assume it was very yeah. ingenious for them to have a silenced weapon. I think in 1943, uh, it doesn't even look like a pistol, but it sounds, it goes. <laughs> and then that dude is gone like dead. Um, they've got the classic German pistols you can pick up off dead bodies. 
the Lugers, the Lugers, those little things are, you know, they're, they're, they're crazy. So, uh, and some of the sniper rifles have variations of where the scope is or what the scope can do. And then for you, for you folks that don't want to use a scope, Hey, you're BA, you can get a sniper rifle without a scope if you want to. Nice. Crazy. Uh, it really, really, but, but yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta point out if you read reviews on this game, you, you may see the word clunky a lot, especially (laughs) if you've played it, uh, in Oculus. And it, 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 some, at some points things aren't lining up and you don't know why for me, I want to hold off on calling it all the way, a true clunky thing. Um, I have, <laughs> I have what my wife calls a Nemo arm, my left arm. I'm only holding a controller, my wife, right? but it gets tired easy. So it kind of, I think hindered what, what I could do as far as like holding the guns and stuff. Um, Another gripe you might read is that on a pistol, you can't dual hand hold it. Well, how are you going to do that if you're holding two controllers? Like, that would be be going click, click, click. You know, like they'd hit each other. It wouldn't make any sense. Hitting sticks. Hitting sticks, exactly. It'd be dumb. Like, I don't understand that at all. Um, But but shooting the guns, you feel them. They, they, They definitely know how to immerse you into that. The sound that comes out. And Oculus and PSVR, I think, the sound that comes out of them uh, without headphones on is phenomenal. I, I, I'm going to give the edge, to, the edge to Oculus. And I got to tell you guys right now, I was playing Oculus, and it was one of the first missions I'm playing. And it's this mission where you they have, a, they have several versions of this, but it starts off first half, you're in a sniper tower, and you're covering something. You're providing cover fire. At some point, the thing you're covering is, they retreat or they got to go somewhere else. And now it's up to you to make sure the Nazis don't take the thing, run the thing, whatever. And so I'm early on and I'm on Oculus and I am, I spend hours trying to get the second part of the mission. Thank God they do seem to provide save points throughout the, the, the campaign to where you're like, all right, cool. I can save and at least I'm here. I got so frustrated because of because of the the potential for clunkiness when you add that into a chaotic onslaught of of guys mainly to the situation to where you have to make sure they don't take over almost to capture the flag if you guys that play like Call of Duty and things you don't want them to capture that flag that's kind of what it feels like you just can't you can't shoot them fast enough. The game tries to give you things like a one shot rocket launcher, pretty pretty amazing. Uh, when they know that those situations are going to get a little hairy, but there's something to being in a virtual reality world with with that going on, and it's very hard for you to go crap. Let me store this rifle or let me store this automatic. Grab the rocket launcher and do the thing. If you can figure it out and you have that one magical run, it's great. In this one instance, I think I'm about to blow your mind. I I got so frustrated, I stopped, right? And I said, F it, I'm buying it on PlayStation. (laughs) Because I had read, I watched a video on the level, and I'm watching this guy, and nothing that I'm doing, he's doing. And it's butter for this guy. And I'm like, what's he planning on? And I look in the description, he's planning on PSVR. And I was like, okay, Hmm. okay. So, uh, the visual difference, and and uh, and you weren't expecting to have a dual 
review on this, right? The visual difference on Oculus and PSVR, we all know it's going to be nine day. It's a nine day. And we're talking intro picnic. You're learning about narrator guy. Um, there's mountains behind them and his family's right there. Uh, the load screens, even like when you see rebellions title, it's so grainy on the PSVR. Also, it's a lot darker. Like you have to really crank mm. up the brightness and fiddle with the contrast a little bit for it to even look like I couldn't see some of the, some of the enemies in PSVR that I knew were there from playing the same level on the Oculus. That's another story. So I get in and I get to the point in PSVR where I was stuck in Oculus, one shot at it in PSVR. (laughs) I laughed out loud. I was like, is this for real? Like, what did I do different? The difference was I could either, and this is great about owning it on PSVR. It supports your PS, uh, your DualSense controller. So for your PS4 controller, it supports the two uh, aim controllers or the move controllers, mm. and it supports the the aim controller, which the, is the one that looks like a PVC pipe gun. And and I read something, and so I tried it out, and I honest to God think this game was made with the idea that you play with that aim controller. Yeah. The way that felt, because you had a structure to hold, and the way you're able to move around and the button configuration for throwing grenades and everything, it was fantastic. Uh, I didn't progress much further on PSVR because I, and I wish I would have done this and maybe I've changed and maybe I will back on the ogre and Sekiro. I was like, I'm not going to let that beat me. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Oculus and I ended up maybe like two shot in it. I had the magical run. And I, since then I've, I moved on. Like it was done. I and, and I didn't want to go back to the lower fidelity that PSVR offers. And I hate saying that out loud because I love my PSVR. But now having an Oculus uh, Quest 2, I'm seeing how different and how much better a VR experience can be with a with a better headset. Hmm. So I can't imagine with Valve's headset, like <laughs> how that next, looks, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I can't ima- I can't imagine. So it's 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 there. Yeah. From what you're describing to me, it sounds like the biggest thing that's just holding back the Quest is that. It might just be the ambition to be so authentic by the developer themselves, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. I played, I played Alex on, of course, the Oculus, right? And the little, the only thing that you've described that's kind of similar as far as gunplay. In, I'm guessing they kind of probably took this because it was a really good, smart idea. Was picking up bullets like it was kind of just point, snap, everything just flicks to your hand, kind of like you know, Jedi. But that's exactly, like, yeah. but like where you could do that with the guns, like where you're talking about, like there are the things where you have to drop the clip and put something new in, load the gun. It's just simplified. You know, they're not going for the, like, I guess you can fine tune to make it more hyper real if you want to be, but I almost wonder if it's just that thing of these guys wanting to do a hyper real experience with the guns in VR and the reality being like, Hey, we're in a better place than we were, say, four or five years ago in VR, but we're not Yeah, I guess the best comparison would be like the Wii modes, right? Like there were a lot of games I felt like early on, especially in the Wii's generation, they were trying to make something that felt very authentic or good. And the reality was like, Hey, this is the original idea, not the perfected design yet versus like probably if you came back with the switch 
remotes now, they I'm sure work 10 times better than the originals for those kind yeah. of things. So I wonder if that's what maybe their issue that they're running into. They, they had to have, if you, what you just described happened in Alex and this game obviously came after Alex. Yeah. They had to have had some, some motivation from that game because that's exactly how it works. Yeah. Uh, but there are videos on online. If you want to do comparisons on what it looks like on PC VR mm. quest and then PSVR. Uh, one thing that everybody wants to know, and, and this is not a stupid question that D white dynamite brings in. Uh, but do you know if you can shoot Hitler in the virtual bizals? Uh in the game? Uh, I don't think I shoot Hitler or shot Hitler. Uh, because if you remember Hitler dies in 45 and in my game, I'm in 43. Yeah. I want to say you shoot Hitler spoilers in one of the early sniper VR games or sniper elite games. And you can Google that if you want to find out which one. Um, and also D white points out, if you listen to the beginning of the show, uh, Chris apparently looks like Tom Segura. It's out there. Everybody's always said it. John looks like a Walmart version of a guy. What was it, John? Steven, you want to bring it up? Uh, Nathan we're Merchant. Not, we're not going to do this. And and uh, he just said that if I grew a beard or mustache plus a mullet, I would be a glorious Walmart Danny McBride. I have heard that before as well. I, I don't see it. Like him. I don't see it, uh, but it is it is what it is. Um, but but everybody wants to know what the kill cam is like in VR. Mm-hmm. And this is what this series kind of is. I, I want to say it's known for. One, it's a sniper game about killing Nazis, but it has this gruesome x-ray kill cam yeah uh and it is i'm gonna tell you if you're a fan of that it is glorious in vr uh you can even turn on the option to where on the kill cam shots you follow the bullet from your gun to the eyeball of the thing you're shooting (laughs) they can get that like in depth and in vr uh i'm gonna not make you want to yak but when when you shoot through a a rib cage and those bones break and then you pierce the heart and a lung and you see just whatever the goo is that flies out the back of it. Cause the bullet's going to leave. It's called blood, Ugh. bone and skin. It's like, Whoa. Or you shoot a guy's eye. Ooh. <laughs> if you like that kind of stuff, it's in VR and it's glorious. So John, Sean is yeah. every, is every target a level basically like here's your target, but this is like level one. What do you mean? Like, I, I feel dumb. Okay, so your target, the person you're supposed to shoot. Yeah. That's a level, right? Yeah, okay. No, so I, let's say he... Like so I guess what I'm at, do you, Are you able to go in undetected, set up your shot, deafen your sound, take the shot, and escape undetected? It, no, it's not necessarily set up like that. It, it Maybe other Sniper Elite games or other games that like this, maybe... And this game, the way the narrator, that's a great question. The way the narrator is talking, he's, he's reliving a set piece of 1943 where he, as a, a soldier for Italy, uh, he had a family member slash friend, uh, no spoilers there. And they had to do things to get the fascist regime away from them in Italy. And these things were everything from holding uh, a town to make sure they didn't come in and, and destroying bridges, basically cutting off your thumb to save your hand type things. Saving or, Private Ryan. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, going to a refueling station that was Nazi occupied. So you could get gas for you, for you guys to do what you mm-hmm. needed to do. 
So it's things like that. Not every level is the, hey, make it to this perch and make that kill shot of that general or whatever. Those to me are the best when they do it because of the payoff. You already have to work so hard to get there. And then and then when you do the shot, it's great. Like you can feel you take the, but can you take the shot and avoid a skirmish? The the answer is yes, if you find yourself uh attaching a silenced weapon on your sniper. Mm. If okay. you shoot it with a, a non silent sniper weapon. Or, or what, if you crank, what if you crank up a generator or a plane goes overhead? You, like you said, you, you deafen the sound. Does that? You could. You could theoretically get away. This game, though, it almost seems like every time you do a kill cam like that, you have to escape. It seems like they find you. And I, 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 there have been shots I've made where I wasn't heard. And it'll pop up, you know, shot heard or what have you. But, but the way you have to exit the level, sometimes it just exits. The guy, the narrator comes on and you're like, that's it. Did I finally do the thing? And then sometimes he comes on and he says, you've done great. Now you got to exit. And you're like, uh, hello. <laughs> and then, and then if you don't get back to a save point, guess what? Yeah. You're completely effed on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got to say there is some debate that, and I brought it up a minute ago that the game was made for PSVR with the idea of using that aim controller. Uh, Oculus does a great job. But a, a knock that I have not experienced on Oculus so far is that the battery is running out on me as I have extended plays with this game. Yeah, I'm done. Shock me. I, I played the majority of this past Sunday and Monday on this game, a lot of hours. And there were several times batteries low, go charge it up, that it stopped me from playing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, on PSVR, you don't have that because it's that's part of why it's light. That's also part of why you have predator style cables hooked to the back of your head because it needs to be charged up and, and get you going, you know? So uh, for me, the, the, the clunkiness that that can happen really is a damper on this game. Uh, I've had guns where I'm reloading and it won't reload back. And then all of a sudden I, my hands go away and I see my VR controllers on the screen. That's kind of buggy. Uh, if you read reviews, if you happen to have an Oculus Quest and you read the reviews before you buy it, I think it's sitting over a four out of five stars. It's pretty good. It's got almost a thousand, maybe 750, maybe 700 to a thousand downloads. I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. Uh, so that's pretty solid, but some of the things people bring up are those things. It feels kind of clunky sometimes. Save points are tough to get back to, uh, you know, stuff like that. Almost everyone says, though, and I have to agree with this, that if you, if you're looking to get into a VR shooter and you happen to like war type games, this game gives you a, a story. Uh, it, it, and I, there have been complaints that the story is kind of thin. It's not really set up well, but then I, I disagree with that. I I'm able to follow along with the narrator. He doesn't say too much to set up the story and to set up the scene, if you will. But then as you go into the scene, he, the narrator comes in because you're technically playing as him. That's not a spoiler. That's uh, could, but that's like their mo too. Like they've never been like something where their first and foremost concern is story. It's it's yeah. about the experience. If if you if you had played any other sniper elite and somebody told you that the sniper elite VR story is thin, you'd go, huh? We're killing Nazis. What else we need to do? It's Inglorious Bastards VR. Like you know that's that movie that your boy was in, the Brad Pitt. 
you know? Like, killing Nazis. Nazis, zombies, and aliens. That's what you don't have to feel guilty for killing. Yeah. Plus, what I mean, it reminds me of that game, Alien Zombie Nazis. Uh, another <laughs> another thing that 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 I had a lot of problems with, and I if you watch streamers play this game, if you watch YouTube videos on this, you'll catch a glimpse of it. So, it's a sniper elite game, and one thing you want to do is snipe. So you want to look down sights, mm-hmm. and and right now I challenge everybody to act like you're going to look down a scope, and you're probably going to close one of your eyes. Chris is doing it right now. The game is not made for you, I don't think, to close an eye. Because, yeah, it's trying to give you You have a VR thing on. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's a very weird experience when you look through the scope with both both eyes open. You're supposed to do that anyway. Are you really? Yeah, any sniper will tell you you keep both eyes open. I didn't know. If that's true, I didn't know it. Um, but, But the way the scope does is sometimes... And I don't know if it's the user. I don't know if it's the game. The scope will kind of fade out. And it, it'll uh, uh, almost like darkness fills up the screen for a minute. And you really got to fumble and, and adjust and get it right. Uh, and imagine that happening in the middle of a, like a breakout gunfight. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's for me, that was kind of at some point very annoying. Uh, you know, Chris in the past, He's done a great job of pointing out if he didn't like it, but it worked right, or if it was technically wrong, there's kind of a difference. Mm-hmm. I think that thing kind of fell within a technical software yeah. issue. I don't know how else to explain it, but but yeah, I I absolutely uh this game is a hundred percent down my alley. Mm-hmm. When I found out it was out, I was late to the bus, but I got on the bus. Uh, and this was going to be a, a no-brainer play for me, whether or not this became an episode title, a topic, whatever. I was going to play and buy this game. A uh, couple of reasons. I'm, 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 I'm always looking for the next thing to play in VR. Big titles that have you know a campaign and you can soak some hours into. They, they're hard to come by that, that have decent substance. Still waiting on that Half-Life Alex Sean review. Yeah, I got to play Half-Life Alex apparently. Uh, but that means I got to open my Oculus Link cable that I spent $80 on and haven't yet. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this show. My Ooh, wife. Your wife. Um, hey. So, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. Uh, do you guys have any questions? Oh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying from what it's, it sounds like. It's cool if they tried this and to give mm-hmm. their fans something a little bit different, right? Instead of, you know, because I think with a series like that, it's kind of like the Dynasty Warrior games where you're going to eventually hit a wall where you're like, well, what do we do now, right? So going to VR, I haven't really seen any of the other major shooters do it yet, right? You, we haven't had a Battlefield VR experience. I don't think we really had a Call of Duty one or uh, no. I guess there's Medal of Honor, but that's kind of trying to be something different altogether than what Medal of Honor traditionally was. So I think it's pretty cool. They, uh, they're at least attempting this and hopefully, you know, starts the building blocks and people can come and iterate and say where, you know, you can now have the authentic experience, but maybe not have some of the minor issues that you seem to have had at times. Yeah. And, and, those at depending on the time you would have talked to me about it, I could have said it was a major yeah. gripe. 
I mean, I bought the game twice because of what I thought was a problem with the with the yeah. VR reloading and and what I'm like it, it was it was frustrating to the point where I literally spent thirty more dollars on it. But I loved having that experience to be able to talk about on PSVR. Uh, but if you make those small adjustments, you turn the brightness up. You have three options to play the game. That's a plus for PSVR. Oculus, you only have your two Oculus controllers. Mm. They don't have a stock that you can hold on to. And there's a lot of guys and girls, if you're out there, there's a lot of people wanting a some sort something to hold on to, a stock, if you will, for to, for that gunplay experience in Oculus Land. Uh, but these kind of games, shooters, they're coming along. There's a very popular game in Oculus right now called Population One. Think PUBG mm-hmm. in VR-ish. Okay. That'd be cool. Uh, and it's, it's yeah, it, lots of people play that game. I just, I've never, uh, to me, that'd be like crazy stressful. Like crazy. Like I'm 1v, I'm 1v1 in Nazis and, and I'm stressed. Like, dude, I swear to God, one time, so they found me out and I'm running. I get behind a wall. I dug down. I'm trying to reload. And I hear in, the Nazis are speaking German. I hear, and I know some German, nine. I hear, I found them in German. And I'm like, what? I turn around. Dude's, dude then comes around his corner, starts shooting me. I got to shoot him. I blow his brains out. And then I'm like, do I need to reload again? Like, what's happening? I grab a grenade. I'm just throwing grenades randomly, hoping to kill people. <laughs> you, you really get in these moments where it, it can be heated. And you're thinking, I'm, and Josh even brought up, I hate to keep bringing Josh up, is bringing something up. But he goes, I thought this was a sniper game. It is. Until it turns into a you-need-to-survive game. So that makes it super... John, the best animation you get to watch while watching Sean play this game is whenever he has to climb something because he looks like he's doing the bushwhacker move where he's, like, doing this, like, consistently back with his arms. Yeah, like, old-school bushwhackers from uh, WWF. Yeah, WWF, back in the day. Well, there's more... There's way more ladders than you saw today, Chris. There's there's some where you got to climb two sets of ladders to get to your perch. There's a... There's... On, on the levels they're designed well where you can you can choose to go get on this ladder and kill everybody because they can't shoot you but making it to that ladder there's a pro and con so um and i didn't know they had sniper elite merch i found that out today um so if you head over to the makers of the game's website rebellion um they have merch i can get a sniper elite coffee mug i can get a sniper elite i think t-shirt Man, think, that check must have gone through for Sean on this sniper. No, elite. I'm like, I, this is not at all sponsored. But if you want to sponsor me, Rebellion, hook me up. <laughs> uh, they even have a hoodie. It's and, and I'm a big, I'm big like on t-shirts that are like 50-50 or 90-10. That way, when you wash it and dry it, it doesn't fit like a Barbie after you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the hoodie is a 50-50. The t-shirt though is 100% cotton, so I'm, I might be out on that. So is um is this the studio that does the spinoff zombie war zombie army uh, i don't know let's find do. out i think, I think rebellion, rebellion i think that's the one while you look that yeah. up uh chat just wanted to say a great review and breakdown by your guest host sean this week he's really <laughs> glad <laughs> that uh me and john brought him back for another round uh you know oh thank you so much d white i appreciate that and yeah i was very happy i was mad at first that i had to buy the game again for psvr but then i went whoa I have a dual console experience that I can talk about. So that's, I think that's a first in the show's history. I'm the best. And that proves it. 
But yeah, John, uh, I looked we, at. We actually, we actually bought um, Wolfenstein nine on two, on, two, on two consoles. Yeah, you yeah, did. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, but John, to answer your question, Zombie Army, um, yes, is made by Rebellion. Uh, okay. Apparently, another game called Ground Control is made by them. Never heard of it. Yeah, so uh, strange brigade. Brigade. <laughs> Sniper Elite Four was the one I definitely played from 2017. Well, Sean, yes, sir. Yeah, this is the hard part for me because if, if you I had a Richard, ask me, do it. If you had a Richard and its name was Sniper Elite VR, how big what, would it be? Yeah, what kind of Richard would it be? Would it be a chub. <laughs> Um, for the series itself, in my heart, I want to give these no lower than a no. <laughs> but I can't. I can't do that. I don't even think I can give this game an eight. Oh, um, I'm going to get it real close to an eight because because when it hits, it's magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I I love everything about this series because you get to, I don't know, you get to take out via sniper Nazis and and push that evil regime back. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I got to find a way to get a nine in there. 7.9. So let's, so let's make it, no, not a 7.9. Let's do this. Let's make it a 7.89. <laughs> That's like that, <laughs> that old way the numbers school. Are in order. Uh, <laughs> definitely, it has high replayability value too. I didn't add that each, each level. So you hold this virtual menu. And on the left side are objectives for each level. Yeah. They're like kill 10 people with a grenade, finish under 10 minutes. Very basic things. By the way, your boy, I think there's one level he finished in under 10, and that was the first level that showed you how to hold a gun. All the <laughs> other ones took me at least 20 plus minutes. And it sucks. It sucks, sucks, sucks. Because when you're done, it gives you your mission time. It does not count. The 42 times you spent 21 minutes and then died in the 22nd minute. But the time you completed it, you did it in 23 minutes. So hmm. it only counts the 23 minutes. Ah. Yeah. So I, I I recommend this game. I think it's a great, it's not, it's way more than a great attempt in the VR space. I think if you're a fan of Sniper Elite and you own a VR, you have to play this game. No, there might Good be deal. some hiccups and maybe you don't have those. That's well, it. Good review, Sean. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I try my best. You guys, we made the right call bringing him back. We you really guys did. are so good at when you do standalone reviews, and you're the only one that played it. I just stepped my game up. You know. Yeah, that's true. Well, do you want to do some news? Always. Okay. John, did you want to do some news? No. Yeah, I think I know why. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Ah, got a little bit in there. News. News. My taint is sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, tell the people Speak about the Speak of sweating. <laughs> what do you call it, though? You call it a... The Cleveland Steam Deck? No, 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 the no. grundle. You call it taint. The grundle. That's what you call it. <laughs> the grundle. <laughs> the f- the grundle. Oh, thanks, Sean. I didn't uh, say anything. Yeah, you did. One 
15. Got it. I didn't say anything. You did. Did it come out? It did. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't want to make you do that. My bad, man. Anyway. <laughs> let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about something new coming out. Unexpected. I don't know if any, anybody um, was expecting this news. But Valve, ladies and gentlemen, has been has made a big splash with the recent announcement of the Steam Deck, a handheld machine for PC gaming. Uh, the handheld console is slated for holiday 2020 with a likely December date and has models priced at $399, $529, and $629. Hi, Hi yes. Um, I think you meant holiday 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Is it 2021? There you go. <laughs> We're trying to forget holiday 2020, John. Yeah. <laughs> These price points are spread by storage and processing speed. Uh, uh, the, the, the big pitch, on-the-go beat PC gaming. The handheld can also serve as a PC, allowing users to install PC software, including Epic Game Store, etc., etc. With cloud saving, players can pick up game save files between their Steam Deck and PC. According to Valve designer Lawrence Yang, quote, we don't think people should be locked into a certain direction or a certain set of software that they can install. If you buy a Steam Deck, it's a PC. You can install whatever you want on it. You can attach any peripherals you want to. Maybe a better way to think about that is it's a small PC with a controller attached as opposed to a gaming console. Did I write some of this? Was this rewritten? No, no you wrote. Uh, the only thing I wrote was the last piece what happens when you touch my notes <laughs> they, they get jumbled they don't like it um the my my favorite thing that i saw uh i pulled it up just now the guardian.com it had the stream deck story mm. and then it says is it the nintendo switch for nerds <laughs> not quite but kind of <laughs> yeah yeah and the way you wrote it it makes sense it's it's a it's a pc gaming device yeah. well, i think i think any if there's anybody who should who should lead us off here. It's Chris, because I mean, he's been, he's been all over, you know, discord, you know, trolling the switch about it. I'm so, not trolling it. I'm just seeing he's wonderful. Been doing, memes. He's been doing the whole on your left meme. Here comes the, here comes the, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. and it was like the, the Gabe gear. Is that really a troll um, against anyone except the people <laughs> who love their Nintendo's and their, Nintendo <laughs> and, and, and yes. their game gears? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what to think of it. Uh, I think, and Sean, what do you think? This is just, <laughs> just kind of what Steam does, like randomly. They'll just put something out there, and the big question is, are they actually going to support it? I think if like this isn't about to be like some huge new console war thing or whatever, them getting into that, I think it's just more of them going, hey, people want to play our games on the go. No one else is building a really good to-go PC where they can do that. Let's do it. And then the question will be going forward because I mean, looking at the specs, it's not like it has some huge top tier specs outside of like the NVMe drives that you can get on the higher price ones. But like, I think this isn't going to be a thing that you take on the road to play, say red dead redemption two, or, um, you know, say whenever Starfield comes out, I don't imagine you're playing that on this, but if you have some older games or if you have smaller games, like for instance, the one I was talking to you guys about today, I won't spoil here cause it could be a topic at some point, you know, like something like that, 
or Hollow Knight, right? Here's a way to take that off your Steam store instead of having to go, say, rebuy it on Switch. You could just have this and take it where you want whenever you need to. Um, right. The question will be, say, five years down the line, will they come back and say, okay, we've upgraded it, and here's something with a little bit more modern specs for you so that you can keep playing newer things as they come out? Or is it just going to be a one-time, one-off kind of similar to, what was it called back in the day? Steam Dock, I think it was called, which they abandoned that real freaking fast. <laughs> um, and some of their other things, like, because the, they put stuff out from time to time, and it <laughs> feels like outside of the, uh, the was it, their VR one, a lot of times they're also very quick to then just back away and be like, okay, this isn't working for what we wanted. We did the one run. It didn't cost us a ton to do it because they never make overloads of uh, units for these. Right. And then they just move on with their life because they go, Oh yeah, we're still, we're still steam and we still like rake in billions of dollars every month <laughs> off of our sales. So. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, well, as far as if you want one, do any of us want one? I don't need one. Yeah, I don't think I need one either. I don't think I want one. So, mm-hmm. like, I, it, you know, I joked about if I got a chance to buy the OLED Switch that I probably couldn't pass on that. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to pass on any model of the Steam Deck just because I have a gaming PC. I use the Switch when I'm on the, uh, you know, the poop game stuff. So, or my phone. Uh, I don't know. Well, would it? Uh, it's not that I don't want one. I don't know anything about it yet, and they're not a very um, forthcoming. They're not a very tried and true console maker. So I'd want to see it when it comes out on on the market. I want to hear what people say about it. I want to hear about. I want to hear what Linus says about it. Ooh, Linus. Um, you know, stuff like that. I want to hear what people have to legitimately say without spending 15 minutes with it. Cause you know, there's people that have held it in their hands, played a couple of things on it and can tell you some basic things, but I want to know, I want to know how, how long, um, games. I, I want to, I want to know how long doom eternal lasts on this thing. Can, is it, are we talking about an hour and the battery dies? I think they um, said that kind of thing what was it? The range was two to eight hours. And I would imagine, yeah, imagine if it's like doom eternal, it's two. (laughs) Sure. I mean, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. Um, I just told you guys on the Oculus, how quick it felt like the battery drained from that thing. Yeah. I feel like that the steam deck is going to be a lot more powerful. A AKA needing more battery usage. I could be wrong. That could be anecdotal, but it feels that way. That's another concern I got too, John. Good point. And it just seems, you know, maybe not, maybe not at three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe at three ninety nine, but at five twenty nine and six twenty nine, I feel like you can make a better PC. Sure. Um, out of the stuff, maybe not out of right the components, now. unless of course, unless of course that on the go component is important to you. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know that. I don't know that Gabe and the folks at Valve have described who this is necessarily for. I'd love to know who's been in their board meeting and going, here's a market. People don't know it's there. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is. I don't know that this is dead on arrival. I don't know that this is the next big thing. Could I mean, be. You it, know. It sounds like they're in a good position, right? Because was it like pre-orders are already up to like 
Q3 2022 of estimate arrival for ordering this thing. So I don't know, but I don't know. Um, maybe so, mm-hmm. but you know, what's that look like? Are they looking at, I don't know what a successful, I don't know what successful sales look like for this thing. We're talking mm-hmm. 20 million, 30 million, you know, I don't know. Does this eat into the switch? It could, no, it could very so. well eat into the switch. It, um, it, it, technically it could. I honestly, and a lot of people bring that up. I think these are, these are, and I'm not the only one. These are not anywhere near. The only thing that are the same about them is you can hold both of them in your hands. Yeah. And ones and well, yeah, that's true. But well, you know, the, I mean, what the, do you, how do you, how do you, how do you figure that? I mean, you can just, dock it, you can dock it and play it on a TV. You can do, you, it yeah, has but, a, it has a lot of was, the switch functionality. I was being somewhat, funny ish trying to okay. be, but like the, the switch is more. And I think you said it, you said it kind of at the last sentence there, the switch is a gaming console meant for games, like okay. video game developers yep. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This thing's not that it's going to be a little bit different. And that's yeah. all I meant. It's going to okay. be more PC based type thing. I just don't think they have anything to worry about because I feel like the, people are buying Nintendo consoles for Nintendo games. First and foremost, I think (laughs) it doesn't matter who you are. You can be a person that all you play a switch or you can be someone like myself who's only going to pick it up like, you know, when there's a new Mario game or a new Zelda or whatever that likes my interest. Yeah, I said a new one, Um, (laughs) but um, (laughs) he's never even played it. So it's technically new new to him. And but I think it or Animal Crossing and whatever Mario Kart nine, whenever that hits. Yeah, all those kinds of things. That's what I think a lot of people who have switches out there, that's what they're going for. Or it's true. Us, but you but know, it's still the same Indies, that if if you if you if you if this thing came out when the switch did, hmm. there's no question it would have taken some market share away. The question sure. is how much, whether yeah. it's two percent or ten percent. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good point in Twitch chat. Uh D. White says, I got a Switch too, but I got tired of rebuying the same games for Switch at a large premium. That is a Vans right there. Like what? what well, like like right now, if you've already bought Skyward Sword, for example, it just got came out on Switch. So now you got to pay well, 50 or 60 bucks again for it. Or if you bought a Mario title yeah, and then you had to rebuy it in the e-store and stuff like that. There's a lot of rebuying of the same things. I, at one point, I think between like my switch and, and t- I had like several versions of the same game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't even think about this, but games pass in theory could be coming to this. And there's another way to take games pass on the road with you because Eat games pass off how, the Steam how, deck. Yeah. Why <laughs> that would mean that games pass is coming to steam. No, but I mean, they've already said, Hey, we're going to allow you to put the Epic uh, game store on there. So if you're yeah, going to let them you can do it, pretty there's... much put anything on there that you want. Yeah. Ubisoft Connect, all that stuff. Yeah, they work with Microsoft all the time. I mean, a lot of their. Games I know are no, you're not. I know, but do you think that means like bring all of Xbox Game Pass in here now? Come on, if it can run on it, I'm sure. Because their thing is going to be, they're going to go PC culture in this, which is to say, we're not yeah. here to limit you in what you want to do. Go do it. That's not our problem. You know, that's that's the advantage of someone like Steam Ads. mods. And I guess the thing is, who is it for? I guess we just we sometimes forget like there are a ton of Steam owner uh, owners out there. Right? Steam owners. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's just, <laughs> you know, there's probably what 
somewhere between 200 million to, I would guess, 300 million people who have a Steam account. Yeah, if you play games on a PC, you have Steam. Yeah. So if you don't, and you just hear me say that, what are you doing? And I think that's Steam. (laughs) And even here, they were smart where you could basically, you know, you can get Steam bucks for doing things right and then use it to buy stuff. There are a bunch of people who reserved this just by putting $5 down of Steam bucks. That's all they did. Which is smart on them to do that. <laughs> There's no Joy Cons. It's a failure. Failure. <laughs> it's got mouse pads, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the one thing I do like about it, I mean, I think it's a good looking device. I, I think I it's don't. A... I don't. No, I'm just. I, I don't. It's just, well, I mean, con- yeah. one of the things. One of the things that are counterintuitive to the Switch. I mean, you almost have to do it because because the Joy Cons. Otherwise, you know, Nintendo would have been more ergonomic with with its with how you hold the device mm-hmm. and if you look at the if you look at the the steam deck it's got it's got more ergonomic handles on the sides yeah and you know you know that thing is going to be more comfortable to handle your your hands i mean the reason i don't play in handheld mode for the most part is, is because my hands cramp up yeah. and I start to tingle and go numb but with that extra you know ergonomic design that that has a less likelihood of happening I mean, obviously, you have to do it that way with the Switch because it defeats the purpose of the Joy-Cons, but still, sure. I do like that, that that's very sleek design of the um, of the Steam Deck. It's, you know, if it's the right place, right time kind of thing, I could see myself getting one mm-hmm. if feedback on it is positive and, and, the, and, and I can come up with a justification for, hand, you know, for, for having it. I can't think of a time where I've, I'm wanting to take my Steam library on the go. It just yeah. hasn't come up yet. Yeah. We'll see if it If you is. want a good read on why, like, us three and a lot of the gaming world doesn't think that this is going to fail, um, I think we can kind of all agree that it's not going to be like the Steam machine or whatever. The Verge.com has a really, really good read. It lists out several reasons on what's different now based on where they are. One mm. of the things that I think is cool is they even highlight, like, like Valve is a game company again. So there's stuff like that in those lists. Go check it out for sure. Isn't the Verge uh, the one that built that had that famous BC build? On yes, YouTube? they are. <laughs> yeah, and they they even troll themselves in this article. It's pretty nice. funny. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you know what I like though? I like talking about the preservation of games. No, no, no. You like to be able to re-speak anything that Phil Spencer has spoken. That's true too. Uh, According to Phil Spencer, the uh, games industry needs to, quote, come together behind video game preservation. Quote, I really wish as an industry we'd come together and help preserve the history of what gaming is about so we don't lose the ability to go back. As an industry, I would love it if we came together to help preserve the history of what our industry is about so we don't lose access to some of the things that got us to where we are today. Spencer goes on to credit Games Pass in the discussion with its recent acquisition of Bethesda, saying it was amazing when Bethesda came in and we were able to put so many of the old new games or new old games in the Games Pass and go back with the legacy that we have with some of the IP. Even thinking about things like Rare Replay was a really interesting thing for us to go do and letting people go and experience some of the old Rare IP. He's been really big on this, like, pretty much since he became head on Xbox. Like he, he's all wanting to bring back things from the past. You know, I remember he was a big fan of, um, what was that game called? Voodoo. 
uh, I can't remember the name of the character, but it's Voodoo Summon. It's like an original Xbox game, and he got that brought back because he was like, this is something that from early on in his time with Microsoft, he had direct contact with, and he thought it was really cool. Or I'm sorry, maybe I'm thinking of Grim Fandango, but I think there's another one called Voodoo Something, too, he also brought back. But um, sorry, off the point. It, it, it does seem to be his big thing. And I think that's maybe why they do the, you know, backwards compatibility and making sure that now it's always going to run forward compatible so that, you know, you don't lose some of these things. And I'd love to see it expand even more over time because like really. Yeah, you would. What? The only place that I would say I I would really love to see is on the PC side because there are so many games from the late 90s that. I think people just do not realize how much they shaped where we went in gaming and probably never experienced. And it would be awesome if people could go back and pick those up. So this is an interesting, whenever Phil does this Mm -hmm. and he, and he, and he puts on his advocacy hat, what he's doing is, and, 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 and people don't notice what he's doing is he's, he's selling his product. Sure. And, and he's hiding behind his own advocacy. Look, I, I don't see the the thing is what exactly does he mean by game preservation? Does he mean all our games are locked behind a paywall, but you can all play them? I mean, is that game preservation? That that's his definition of game preservation. At least that's what Xbox's version of game preservation. Um, and, and I just I don't understand what he's the idea that games aren't preserved. I mean, Nintendo has every piece of code for every game that they've ever made. I mean, there's rare exceptions. Sometimes you re-release something and it looks different because they lost game code. I think Capcom has lost some game code over the years for Mega Man games here and there. It happens. But what is what is I, I, to me, what, what Phil needs to say is we need to decide what game pre- preservation is, not whether they should do it. It's not a question of whether they should do it. They just, I, no, nobody's in real agreement about what it actually is. Does it mean preservation, meaning you need to have access to it? Or does it mean that make sure it exists somewhere? Because everybody's got their own code. Everybody's got everything hidden in a, in a vault somewhere. Nothing's been really destroyed, per se. Sure. Everybody's uh, got it. I got an exception to, the, to what you just said. Well, so and do that I. Is- <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean this in a humorous way, John. Sure. Episodes yeah. one through like 150 of Weekly Games Chat. Yeah, uh, for sure. They're uh, toast. Uh, they're not. They're not gone. But that's that's a really good point. When I saw the article, I thought he literally meant like the data, the ROM, the whatever you want to call it. Preserve that. That's not what he's meaning. I think it's some feel speak, no. and there's nothing well, it, wrong with like, feel speak. It's like backwards compatibility back in the day. Then he goes out and lectures everybody on backwards compatibility because right. he his company's doing it. Then they do crossplay. They unlock crossplay, and then he goes out and lectures every company about. Crossplay is the moral thing to do. It's the pro gamer thing to do. When the data just doesn't, just doesn't point that out. I mean, it really doesn't. If you're if you're playing on PlayStation, you're playing with like people on PlayStation. I mean, uh-huh. that's just what the data says. Nobody cares as much as Phil, Phil goes out and he just sort of pushes what he thinks people should care about out onto the masses, which of course is a great strategy. It's working for them. But whenever Phil and I, I want to stress, I hope everybody understands how much I love Phil Spencer. But when he goes out and talks about these things, it's always 
it's always shrouded in what Xbox is doing as a company. So when he does it, it's it's almost comes off as dis- disingenuous because he's pushing he's pushing his product. That's what he's really doing. Yeah, he's being a product pusher, right? Right. Yeah. I have, I don't know. I watched this interview, so I feel like when I watched it, it didn't wasn't something he just brought up. It was something that was asked of him on it, and I think they're just like, "Why is this important to you?" and I think he always does a good job explaining it. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I get it. He always, you're going to put it in a light where you do like where you're saying like, this is what makes us look good doing this. Right. That would be disingenuous. I think of anyone doing this, but I think he's just more so talking about like, from what I gathered from that whole entire interview, he's like, there's a lot of things that are going by the wayside, especially PC. That is a place because there are things that just cannot run on today's architecture, right? Unless someone's going to go put the work in to make it run on today's architecture and you can't play them unless someone puts up the money for it. And it's like, Hey, you have all these things of like this era where people were doing amazing things, really pushing boundaries. And there's really no way for someone who say is interested in game design to go back and easy play them or like, you know, being able to say, I had. What game I, are you I, talking about? I'm talking about like things like System Shock, like the original System Shock, or like going back to the original Sim City, the original Warcraft games. Like those, I don't think necessarily run right now on you know on PCs on their current architecture. I could be wrong on some of them, but like those are instances. And at the same time, you think of like all these PS3 games now, where unless you have a PS3 right? There's a bunch of games you can't just play. It would be nice if you did get to a point where, you know, if you own the disc somewhere or you own the cartridge that you could go back and live those memories over again, not even necessarily having to rebuy them, you know, which I think they actually did with backwards compat. If I recall, I wonder if that's why blizzard made Warcraft three again, like the remaster. If you yeah. Will. I don't know if you could play Warcraft three at the time on your current right. PC architecture. But again, that's like one of the most defining games I gotta ever people made. We're still playing it. Maybe they are on I think old Linux systems. Modded versions or, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But like the OG data mm-hmm. files. I mean, if, and if he is talking about that, yeah, we kind of do need to keep that stuff. But if it's PR speak for Xbox, mm-hmm. I'm like you, John, I kind of tune out, but Chris I mean, Washington said it I wasn't. Mean, I'm, I mean, I'm agreement, but I just don't, what is, I mean, what is preservation in, a museum maybe that people can go see it the cloud bro no i think yeah, just the ability know, but... to maybe access these experiences to be like because you know like for instance one of the great things you can do if you're talking about nintendo you can go back and you can play the original mario bros and then pl- and play almost all of them right like if you have certain systems up to where you can then get to see where mario started from to then odyssey and that's a great thing to see that jump yeah, yeah. you know um, yeah, but but you can also get emulators to do that yeah i guess he's like looking and saying hey it'd be nice if we didn't depend on the emulator you know thing where then yeah. a bunch of people are just taking these games uh <laughs> yeah instead I, I of you know ultimately part of it too <laughs> yeah uh we love phil and speaking of xbox we do have some more news about the xbox s and s and and where it kind of fit so let's uh let's go there Xbox XNS took the top spot as the best-selling hardware platform in dollar sales for the month, alongside getting a new dollar sales record in the U.S. for the Xbox platform. That makes Chris very happy. 
This is the best performance for an Xbox platform since June of the year 2011. That is crazy. I was, how old was I? 21 years old? 10 years older than you are, or 10 years younger than you are now. Oh, no. So 31. Um, (laughs) And helped hardware dollar sales jump 112% year over year. Math be hard, bro. Bro. I was thinking it was like, yes. Uh, In addition, here are the top selling games for June. According to NPD, Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. I'm assuming these are in numerical order. They were top, top spot. I did not mess with this, John. You're, you're going to stop with the finger pointing and the blaming. It's not fair. Uh, I'll drop uh, number two on you now, and that's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Surprise for me at number two. That's the original. I did they, not mess they with this. They were numerical. <laughs> Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, yeah, sitting at number three. MLB The Show, 21 at number four. And that's crazy because isn't that a Games Pass game, Chris? Mm -hmm. It is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet Nexus. That was a fantastic review brought to you in episode 316 by Chris. Uh, Resident Evil Village. We also covered that game a while back, that scary game that has a very beautiful vampire lady, I think, anyway. Uh, Mario Kart 8, which is... Guys, that thing's still in the top 10. What's up? Uh, let's play some Mario Kart. Minecraft. Guys, Minecraft, still in the top 10. Let's play some. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. And then rounding out the top 10 list, Mortal Kombat 11. See how Call of Duty continues to dominate Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> <laughs> they make and their money who, online. They're fine. Who, st- <laughs> who still lost the bet, though? Yeah, he just can't accept it. It's okay. I, so, but I think it was a messed up bet from the jump. I do. Mm. Well, I let I, I let him get away with the yeah, goalpost moving of the U.S. sales because that wouldn't that wasn't determined at the time. Mm. But I will say that it's it's uh, it's good news for Xbox, and it makes sense uh, because the S has been seems to be seems to have been more readily available. Mm. Sean and I are evidence anecdotally to that. So <laughs> you know, anecdotal. I'm wondering if uh, primary sales from that are coming from the uh, Series S. I would bet they are. Yeah. That would be my bet. I'm guessing it requires a lot less resource to build an S than it does an X. I'm 10 points shy from getting the free pizza on my pizza app. (laughs) Anybody got 10 points I can have? (laughs) (laughs) And some would say that uh, Microsoft's been defiant. Despite, Boo. You know. <laughs> so Ubisoft is ex-defiant on free-to-play. Uh, Ubisoft has unveiled the next game in the Tom Clancy series, ex-defiant, which is god-awful as far as a, as a title. Uh, this will be free-to-play 6v6 shooter featuring groups from across the Tom Clancy universe. Chris, you're finally getting your Splinter Cell. Mm. Uh, the game is being developed by Ubisoft San Francisco. Feature-wise, feature this game allows you to select a faction such as the Wolves from Ghost Recon, Echelon from Splinter Cell, Outcasts and Cleaners from Division, and more, with additions planned for release after launch, and each with its own unique abilities. Players can also customize loadouts for primary and secondary weapons, attachments, and more. The game will include different modes, such as Domination and Escort missions. Um, domination is... Um, Capture points, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, I was, I was going for it. Oh, sorry. A joke, but never mind. It's fine. Um, 
Domination Escort missions, and a number of different maps. And I do remember that they did say uh, when they introduced this that their first priority to the game is making sure that the shooting is of the top most quality. And I did watch the shooting. The shooting looked really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is per se um, or and what they're trying to do, but... You know, this is this is sort of the beginning of their, I guess, free-to-play model strategy. Um, they're doing it with this. They're doing it with a future version of Division. They're doing it with a future version of Assassin's Creed. But here's a here's a taste of it. I, I but I will say to their credit that the shooting mechanics look really really good. Content-wise, though, who can who can say? To me, it seems like they went. You know, we want some CS. Uh... CSGO money or some Valorant money. So they were like, let's just take these things that are already in shooters, put them together, and then let people do their thing. Um, I don't think I see myself playing it this much unless other people want to play I'm it. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't play Tom Clancy after all the books we had to hear you talk about over the years. No, because this is not a Splinter Cell game. <laughs> I don't care. True. True. Well... We've arrived at the point where I tell you about Tencent buying something else because they own everything. That they do. Um, huh? That they do. They, they own they own us all. Tencent to buy Sumo Group in a 100, a, 100, a $1.27 billion deal. Tencent is set to buy Sumo Group, the owner of Sumo Digital, which developed Sackboy, a big adventure, Crackdown 3, I guess that would be and Crackdown 3, etc., Tencent, which already owns a 40% stake in Epic Games and wholly owns Riot Games, has backed Sumo Group's approach on work for higher projects. Sumo Group, uh, Carl Cavers says, the opportunity to work with Tencent is one we just couldn't miss. It would bring another dimension to Sumo, presenting opportunities for us to truly stamp our mark on um, on this amazing industry in ways which have previously been out of reach. Tencent's chief strategy officer, James Mitchell, wrote, Tencent intends to bring its expertise and resources to accelerate the growth of Sumo, both in the UK and abroad, supporting Sumo in the market for tab-natch creative talent and the UK as a hub for game innovation. We believe the proposed transaction benefits all stakeholders, delivers compelling values for Sumo shareholders, while enhancing the Sumo business for the future. Yay. Yeah. They bought some things. Good for them, the old Tencent. <laughs> I don't know. If, old I don't know. I don't know if I value Sumo Group at one point two seven billion. But I guess if you are Sumo Group, it's kind of hard to not sell yourself if you are valued at one point two seven billion. Yeah, that's not true. And I mean, listen, in the grand scheme of things, the Tencent added something else to it. Yeah, it's not a milestone for them, you know. Yeah, it's not where they're going to make their money unless they just. This man them. missed a perfect pivot. Well, I wasn't ready to pivot. Not no, you. Me. You're not on. Chris is on. You weren't ready. Were you going to mention something about Tencent? Because well, yeah. I mean, is anybody really concerned about China buying up all these game studios? I mean, I would rather. Yeah, if I had to take my pick between Tencent, Sony, Microsoft, or you know, Ubisoft, whoever buying them. Yeah. I'd pick the latter than the former. 
You know. But otherwise, if that was the only option on the table, you would sell to a, com- a company in communist China. I mean, I, anybody listening I, from communist <laughs> China, we love you. Just saying. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, milestones. This is actually kind of big. Oh, right? we're, okay. We're moving on. Got it. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I ain't got another. I have nothing to say about it. But if you go ahead. No, you're good. All right. Go for it. Uh, 2K Sports has revealed that the Chicago Sky player Candace Parker will be on the cover of NBA 2K22. This makes her the first woman and first WNBA player ever to be on the cover. Uh, She will appear as part of a GameStop exclusive release of the game that is celebrating the 25th anniversary of the WNBA. Extremely proud and humbled to be the first female cover athlete in the history of NBA 2K, Parker wrote on Twitter. I'm honored to work with a company that's investing in women and betting on us to succeed. I'm hopeful there will be many more BA females to follow. She's very popular in the WNBA. Um, I think they also announced that like Dirt Nowitzki is going to be the cover for the 75th anniversary of the NBA. And I believe Luka Doncic is the uh, cover athlete for the main version of the game this year. And... The Legends edition might be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I could be wrong on that, though. Please don't call him Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem. Kareem. You said Kareem. Cash rules everything around me, dog. Hey, that's a song. (laughs) That's a song. I just, I like, uh, this is, I think this is good milestone stuff. I like, I like, I like that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, son? You know what I'm saying, son? You know what I'm saying, son? Um... Apparently, I messed up and didn't have my font set right. But all you get is OLED. That's all you get, Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo has formally denied a report that it will see increased profit margins with the new Switch OLED model. Furthermore, it has no plans to release another model at this time, squashing Sean and John's dream and further rumors of a Switch Pro that people can't seem to let go of, Sean and John. A news report on July 15th, 2021 claimed that the profit margin of the Nintendo Switch OLED model would increase compared to the Nintendo Switch. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to make clear that the claim is incorrect. We also want to clarify that we just announced that Nintendo Switch OLED model will launch in October 2021 and have no plans for launching any other model at this time, end quote. Yeah, they're really hammering that home, John. Well, I mean, people just people just won't let this go. I mean, the moment they announced OLED, I moved on. I'm like, okay, it's not happening. Guys, yeah. it's not happening. You're not getting a 4K Switch. You're getting a Switch 2 in a few years. That will be a 4K model of this device. But they're not doing it. It's just they're not going to do it. So, I mean, <laughs> nobody believes them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to believe them. They created the rumors themselves. And and now they're like, no, we're still right. No, it's happening. It's like, I don't know, just throwing darts at a dartboard. Hoping well, part, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Part of me held out hope amongst hope. But after, after OLED comes out, you and I both were like, you know what? And, and Chris brought it up and we kind of agreed. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, they probably had a plan to make a pro model. Yeah. At one point. 
maybe in pencil, we're going to make a pro model. Let's start getting the stuff together. And then this terrible pandemic comes in. They're like, there's no way we need to make a pro model right now. They look at sales. They're like, these look good. They're like, what can we do to make it a little better? Give them a bigger screen, fix the dock a little bit. Charge them 50 bucks more. And you've got a console. (laughs) Yeah. It's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, So uh, part of it is just, there's always going to be a group of gamers out there that dream of the idea of one day Nintendo really trying more so to step in the arena with the specs that you see from the other two main console people. It's it's been how long now since they haven't? Yeah. What's up? We got got a friend hopping into, uh, to our Twitch chat, twitch.tv weekly games chat. Hello, sir. It's been since the GameCube, which was the most powerful console that generation. Yeah, that's exactly right. And when it when it sold twenty million units, they were like, "Okay, well, I guess, I guess this wasn't really worth our time." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Let's move on to things that won't sell that much mm. or more." We don't know yet because it was the future at that point. Apparently, they should put the they, DVD they player in it. <laughs> I remember watching that investor video from Nintendo, and they showed the Switch. And remember that video montage mm. before we knew what the Switch looked like? They showed all the things, and they were bringing them together in this big you know, chili pot of goodness. And then they showed us the switch and I went, Oh no, it's, it's handheld. Oh no. And it, I love the thing. Man. I absolutely, you can see it right over there. Chat. It's right there. I love it. As long as it makes good Nintendo games, that's really the thing that matters. Yeah, That's all I care about. <laughs> I giggled earlier when you mentioned something about, you know, folks that buy Nintendo switches are buying it for Nintendo games. As long as I keep getting, Nintendo games, I'm going to be a happy camper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what doesn't make John a happy camper? Delays. Yeah, I'm, again. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm fine with this. Uh, reverse, uh, Resident Evil Reverse has been delayed uh, once more. Does anyone still care? <laughs> Time will tell, but Resident Evil Reverse, the multiplayer shooter originally aiming to launch alongside Resident Evil Village, has been delayed to 2022. The delay was made, quote, so that the team can continue working to deliver a smooth gameplay experience. (laughs) And also to how to figure out how to make video games. (laughs) A a follow-up tweet informed players who bought a physical edition of Resident Evil Village to hang on to their code for this is so, for reverse so that they can redeem when the time comes as they will not be reissued a new code top uh reverse top is a six-player pvp deathmatch that allows players to take on the roles of classic characters across the resident evil series oh so it's uh it's x defiant but for resident evil got it exactly <laughs> yeah i don't care about this john i i i gotta be honest you're going to end up loving this game because you're going to Probably. end up buying it because it's a Resident <laughs> Evil game. And you're going to yeah. be like, oh, my God, 1v1, like, Fortnite-type games are amazing. I can't play, wait to play them, you know, Battle Royale. Oh John God. makes his debut on Twitch. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm coming out. I got to set up an account because I own people. I go, John Rambo. I'm calling it now. Don't um, you think about getting rid of that code, John? Do you have a code? Yeah. So I, I I mean I never I haven't noticed one. Hang on, what's happening? Some things are know. happening. He's doing a thing. I guess he is. 
I guess he's doing the thing. I don't know. We gotta we if we don't say things, the cars are quiet. So are the the earbuds. He's back. He got something. He's back. Okay. Little did he know. Yep. Wait, I shouldn't show it. (laughs) You have a copy? Yeah, that's like that's the on the back of it is the code. So that's you get it for free? Yeah, you get it for free when you when you buy village. Oh. Plus, uh, thanks to Chris's excellent review, mm-hmm. this came in the mail today. Oh. There you go. So looking forward to jumping into that. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. And to see what John just showed, you had to be on twitch.tv weekly game chat. Sorry. You missed it. And John, uh, you're done with news for the day. Sean's done with the news for the day. That means we have arrived. To Final Town. <laughs> what? Finalton. Finally, this week. I feel like he used to do that better. Am I the only one? Chad? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Listeners? Look, you know, Cecil Fielder had his prime years and then, Who? you know, <laughs> then it went downhill. <laughs> Wait, what? Cecil, Cecil Fielder. That's right. great. I see. I saw him hit a ball out of a stadium one time. I remember that Tiger Stadium. He hit it out of the stadium. It was amazing. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just gonna read this as written first. Read it as it is. If you don't read it right, I'm calling you out. No, I'm reading it like the person read who the I know. Title. I'm not reading the title. That fits into the thing. Rumorville. <laughs> Wait, what? First, let's say there is not a new show coming to Netflix titled. Rumorville. Uh, uh, uh. No, see, what happened was, as reported per IGN and multiple other sites, there exists a data mine that could suggest an upcoming partnership between Netflix and PlayStation. Reported by BGC, which is Video Game Chronicle, uh, a data miner by the name of Steve Moser appears to have uncovered PlayStation brand imagery and content in the Netflix app Code. Once again, it is to be noted this comes from a data mine, so it can only be called rumor at this point. Ha! Title explained. So uh, you didn't read the title. You, you effed up. I said rumorville. Uh, <laughs> as previously reported, however, Netflix has not been shy about its desire to jump in the video game space. Could this be the move they want to make? Who knows? Yeah, this was, uh, I was thinking about this after we talked about it, Chris, and I was like, what does this look like if Netflix, is it a thing where only PlayStation exclusive stuff is funneled to Netflix? That has to be the move. It can't Mm -hmm. be that all of a sudden Netflix says, you can't stream on an Xbox anymore. You can only stream on a PlayStation. That's not, they wouldn't do that. They they can't do do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does this mean like the last of us TV show? No, I think if anything, we seen on <laughs> Xboxes. I mean, this could be as something as simple as like going, going. We need this here for the resource for people when they go to the app store on the PS5. It could be as simple as that, right? Or it could be something. I guess if you're going for the big home run thing, we are Sony. We can't afford to spend hundreds of millions. On, on a studio. Well, not on studios, but more so just on, you know, having things on a service, and especially day one on a service. But you know who could and who would be totally fine to take some uh, profit margins? 
Netflix could. Netflix doesn't have a problem doing that. They'll spend on anything. <laughs> so, you know. Drama, Drama says Netflix games are going to be a poor man's state. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Man, that that's really bad then. If there's a poor, if there exists a poor man stadia, oof, 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 man, oof. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I think it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I think the, I think that it's amazing that people find stuff through data mining and on codes and source codes of apps and things of that nature. Mm. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know anything about that space and what it takes to recognize what all this stuff is saying, all the numbers and whatnot. Well, what is, is you get someone who's like just dedicated and they'll, they'll go through and read every single line of code until they actually see, you know, see and populate what it is. And then they'll go, Oh, I wonder if, if there's like icons or they're able to see date added. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm putting air quotes up. So they kind of know that something new was added, which prompts them to go look for it in the first place. Or if they just, like you said, there's a guy, like his name literally Steve. He's just like looking through. Huh, it's, it's new. I've got it, guys. <laughs> I found it. Eureka! Speaking yeah. of uh, you know companies that jumping into games, I saw this funny meme that, and I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to try to quote it, but it was like Jeff Bezos successfully went to space before he launched a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty That's good. funny. That's pretty good. That is actually pretty funny. But Netflix might have the right idea. It's like, because you look at what happened to Google, and as you said, the struggles of Jeff Bezos to put one game out at this point. There's Netflix, one coming soon, right? It's yeah, the, it's, the New uh, World. New World is... Beta's out now, yeah. Yeah, New is World's it? next month, I think, the official release. Uh, the streamers are already playing it, yeah. But on the flip side to it, it's like, yeah, you know, if you're Netflix and you don't want to spend all this money trying to develop studios or going and buying studios. Why not partner with PlayStation and if or you're buy Nintendo? Yeah. Nintendo's like, no, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're fine. 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 Speaking yeah. of fine, that does wrap up all the news we, uh, we chose to bring you this week. So hopefully you, uh, hopefully not hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you feel, you feel more enlightened about your video game news and and such. And so as we always do now, we're going to probably head over to the emails. And see we're going to wrap this up. Never, <laughs> never. I tried to get away with it. electronic mail from the future all the way from the year 3000 I might, I, need to, I might need to go to the doctor until I got VR shoulder because <laughs> I, I tried to just get a little wiggle going on with that music and apparently uh, apparently I've had VR shoulder for the last two weeks then. <laughs> no that's called uh, never mind <laughs> um, yeah I'll let one of you guys read this email um, of course our emails are all located under we got one this week we're going to read uh, weeklygameschat at gmail.com is the place if you want to send one just like the person one of these two guys is about to say me or you John <laughs> go for it 
And for me or you, John.net. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty simple email here this week from uh, Harrison, uh, who sent this from his iPhone's iPhone. What? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, he has a picture of it, and he just wanted us to know, guys, playing God of War for the first time. So, uh, Harrison, hope if you hear this, you're loving it. And, uh, you know, going up there and throwing your axe and calling it back. And then, you know. Bro, that TV is up there. And I got to tell you, I found a device at my local Target and Walmart. If Mm. you want. Now, yours aren't bad. So this is not a shot at you. But if you're a stickler for wires showing. Yeah, they got this really cool thing that is super easy. (laughs) Super. I got to sound like Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage when I say that. (laughs) Um, oh yeah to uh hide those wires hit hit us up dm dm me or one of us if you want to uh get some tips if you may not anyone not just harrison but harrison if you remember john and i were talking this week about if i've ever graded a game of 10 i think god of war i did grade a 10 can you confirm that chris i think we i doubt that game i doubt that show exists i i want to feel like we all gave it a john didn't john hated it um false (laughs) he thought he thought this whole thing about boy was the dumbest thing ever (laughs) (laughs) i just say lies and and things it's fine uh you guys ready to move over on the twitter you good with harrison's email we're good there yeah thanks harrison i hope you enjoy so much yeah man thoughts and prayers and good luck it's gonna be hard it's an emotional journey yeah it's gonna be good stuff uh, if you want to uh, follow us and you know interact with us over on Twitter, we also have a Twitter handle, and that is at Weekly Games Chat. I just like the picture uh, from our friend uh, Chapman Maddox, who uh, posted a picture of, of their happy place in Manchester, and I believe that's not Georgia, Chris and John. That's Manchester, England. Hey, I've been there. Uh, it's a very nice little setup. I like it very, very much. We do have some notifications, so let's see what we have there. Oh, no, that was just letting us know that Alana Pierce had tweeted something recently. <laughs> Apparently, we follow her. Yeah, she, John, she, uh, you know, she's stuck over in Australia due to the COVID pandemic, I think. Like, she can't get back. Um, but apparently, she tweeted out that China is reporting its first human death from a rare monkey bee virus. Great. Jeez. And she tweeted, the earth is absolutely done with our S word. And to be honest... So is she. And that was, of course, Alana Pierce, Chara Lozana Hard. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's see here. Uh, just making sure we've got no DMs I needed to reply to. We are good there. Let's go check our followers. The show was running a little long this week, so we're going to tighten all this up. One new follow uh, at Claire Wa. Uh, 34191403 thank you for the follow hitting that follow back button uh, and to Alex Cripps I followed you a while back you haven't followed me back us back what's up with that 1v1 us bro um, but yeah so let's pivot on over to discord Chris John did you guys pre-screen and see if we got any email action going on Draven said uh, love you guys now blow me a kiss and bald <laughs> is beautiful I feel and that's like over that's... at weekly game chat on discord so if he's still in the chat let's uh, let's look at the camera Mwah. I am Kiss beautiful. has gone out to Draven because he is over there on the twitch.tv hanging out with us. Make sure you check that's, out my stands-ups. That, that's what. And if you're like, Sean, 
<laughs> and that, that's funny because Chris is Tom Segura. If you're like Sean, how do we uh, how do we get to that Discord? Well, you remember Twitter? You go to our homepage, and there's a pinned tweet. All you gotta do is click that. You get an invite to our our Discord server, and you'll see that we have tons of things, tons of places to go and interact with all of you other Richards. And uh, yeah, shout out to Acid Sugar, by the way. Um, by the way, there are. There are a few more from the Discord I saw. Okay, yeah, yeah. but but I, I every once in a while I, for, I forget to let him know that I appreciate all the things he does. Yeah, yeah. Our Discord looks legitimate as it should, and a lot of that goes to him. So thank you, thank you. Chris, if you want to read those emails, this is the time and place. Uh, we got Tara who wrote, just throwing in this happy email. A Township Tale comes out today at 12 p.m. Uh, for the quest, honestly, the best MMORPG I've played hey, in Chris. VR. Yeah, uh, this is when I realized you didn't pay attention last week. Yeah, I was and, kind of out of it last week. <laughs> and all of these have already been read because they were have they? the 13th, which is exactly one week ago. But Tara, I hope you're enjoying uh, Township Tale. That's on <laughs> me, buddy. <laughs> the back got me. Uh, it's, your back got you. It's, it's it's probably fine. It's probably fine. But at this point, we've covered emails at Weekly Games Chat. Um, WeeklyGamesChat at gmail.com. We've covered our Twitter at Weekly Games Chat, and we've told you about our Discord. So that's that's it. That's the email portion of the show. That is uh, the social media portion of the show. So we hope you enjoyed it. This has been episode three hundred and seventeen. I appreciate the boys on a daily basis, especially on recording day. They are my friends. Um, so wherever you find us, please leave us a like, a review. We are on all the places to get podcasts. My name is Sean, and I'm going to simply say game on to John and game on to Chris. Game on, John, and game on, Sean. (laughs) Game on, Chris, it's Sean. That's fantastic. And at this point, I think it's time for me to say my tagline. Yeah, I can. I mean, I'll go ahead. (laughs) I'll go ahead and say my tagline. Peace out, everybody. I'm just going to wait a second here, ponder about the universe, and say, your mom's box. Doug Life. This is John J.P. Podlasic of Game Dev Advice. I'm a 30-year veteran of the game development industry and have a podcast where I interview artists, animators, programmers, designers, CEOs, and all different types of people that work in the game development industry. Whether you're an aspiring or an experienced game developer, you'll find useful, thought-provoking, and sometimes funny advice on the podcast. So check it out.